So how you been? Um, hanging in there. How about you? Yeah, you know, it feels like the world's slowly, slowly normalizing. I think the weather helps. It rained for like two weeks, and oh, now it? it's in the 70s again, and so I'm a much happier camper. That's awesome. I was going through uh, some of my pictures that I took at the Stanley Hotel a couple years ago because I was bored, didn't really have anything else to do. Yeah. And I noticed a couple potential ghost photos that I'll have to throw up on our Facebook and see what everybody thinks. Yeah, because you sent me some of them, and I think I kind of see something. Well, I mean, I'm leaving it up to other people's interpretations. Uh, I think I see something, but, you know... I don't know. We'll see if other people can see it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so we have something a little bit different this episode. Yeah, we have our first two guests. I know I have been teasing the gym ghost story, the ghost of our house, pretty hard. So we've got my roommate, Christy Corville, joining us. Oh, oh my God, cat on the microphone, cat on the microphone. And we've got the cat joining us. He's rubbing his face all over the microphone. (laughs) Uh, and, and we've got Rue's husband, Darnell, yes. going to join us too. And we're going to talk all sorts of paranormal stuff today. This is going to be a fun new episode. I'm so glad you guys are joining us on. Supposedly. Supposedly. Hello. Hi, how are you? Welcome, Christy. Welcome. I don't know if you can hear me on my mic or if it's my computer mic. I don't we know. We totally can, here. and it's very nice. I know. I got to get one of those mics. That sounds better than the audio when it I... really does. Good. Oh, yay. <laughs> no, I'm like, how do we get one of those? Because uh, you sound 10,000 times better than we do. Oh, so wow. guys, I, I'll send you the link. <laughs> okay. We're going to make a Patreon. Um, yep. and... <laughs> And if you want us to not sound like this anymore, right. you want us to sound like Christy. Oh. Hi, Darnell. How are you? I thought it worked. I was like an old man. This technology over here. Oh, you're like in a cave. I love it, babe. I know, and I look like I'm standing on the sun. <laughs> uh, yeah. You have kind of a Victorian lady in gray aesthetic happening. Oh, well. I like it. so christy basically today i told everybody we were just going to talk a little bit about jim and some other paranormal experiences i've been i've been teasing jim for however many episodes we've been doing this podcast now and i'm sure any listeners out there are like oh just tell us about the house ghosts already oh how fun yeah our our other roommate yeah (laughs) actually i think he was here first but so are we his roommates then I don't know. I guess so. Okay. So why don't you start with before I moved in? Okay. So let's see. My first interaction with Jim was probably six years ago, six, seven even. Um, So we claim that Jim lives in the basement. We don't know if he lives down there. He just hangs out down there. That's where most of the interactions have been. Uh, Our laundry is downstairs in the basement. And uh, I was down there doing laundry one day, and it's pretty dusty down there. I sneezed, plain as day, like a gentleman was standing directly behind me, just said, bless you. Absolutely did not expect it. Turned around. There was obviously nothing there. I sprinted up the stairs and asked my kids that were in the living room 
Did you guys hear me sneeze and say bless you? I knew that it wasn't them, but I was hoping and uh, not so much. So um, the person I was with at the time, I, I, I told him the story. I'm like, this most insane thing happened today. I was doing laundry, I sneezed, bless you, sprinted up the stairs, never doing laundry again. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, that's Jim. First of all, we don't know if that's really his name. That's just what we've named him. It's um, an honorary it's, name. And he hasn't an told us otherwise at this exactly. point. Exactly. So, so uh, yeah, my ex said, oh yeah, that's Jim. I said, what do you mean? Oh yeah, that's Jim. Like you go way back. <laughs> and he said, oh yeah, you know, when I fixed the water heater uh, a few months ago, I was down there messing with it. And I heard a male voice say, what are you doing to my house? I'm like, oh my oh. gosh, freaking out. I'm like, holy cow, what did you say? Because told him I was fixing the water heater, all nonchalant, like it was no big deal. <laughs> so then we mentioned it, you know, no, we're you. talking, exactly, right? We were talking to my son and asked him, yeah, have you heard anything? What's when he goes, oh yeah, mom, I hear footsteps all the time. I hear things falling down on the floor all the time, which then took me back to just a couple years ago when uh, my friend Cody was staying here. He was downstairs. So we have a basement and a sub-basement. Which one's underground? The sub-basement? Anyway, we had the walkout basement, which is like a finished room. Cody was staying in that have? room. What's that? I said, how many basements do you have? You said basement, sub-basement, and walkout basement. Pick your choice. Right, I don't <laughs> So, any, I remember then uh, Cody was here, and, and he left for the evening, and I was upstairs, and I heard something fall off the shelf and roll across the floor. And I'm like, that's, that's weird. Uh, and I kind of went to the top of the stairs and listened, you know, listening for down below. And then I heard it again. So I was convinced someone was in the house. I mean, I magnum PI'd it all the way through the house, <laughs> searching, of course, sending the dogs in the room first, because, you know, I love them, but they'll the give tiny away. Dogs are yeah, so right. <laughs> like just, they'll, they'll sniff them out. There is nobody in the house. the dogs? No, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> I think they would do more damage, but um, they're feisty. They're feisty. But anyway, there was no one in the house. So I'm going to associate it with, with Jim as well. And then, um, so I hesitated to tell Jesse about Jim when she first moved in, because I didn't know if it would scare her or how she would react. Yeah. Th thanks for that. You're welcome. I like it. I respect it. Uh, but then uh, a mutual friend of ours said, oh, so have you met Jim? And <laughs> Jesse was like, uh, Christy? <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, he lives in the basement. He's a ghost that lives down there. And um, sure enough, then Jesse has had her own interactions with Jim. Yeah, so she tells me about Jim in the basement ghost, and I'm like, oh crap. So I decided to make a deal with Jim. I said, hey Jim, I will respect your space if you respect mine. So anytime I go down to the laundry room to do laundry or anything, I'll knock on the door and I'll say, hey, Jim, I'm just coming down to do some laundry. Oh, I made the dogs bark with that. <laughs> you did. The, the killer mini dogs. I think I don't killer know. mini dogs. <laughs> um, so I'm going about my life living there. There's no one at the door, you guys. That was <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going about my life living there, and I didn't really have any interactions with Jim other than in the basement. I, would, I Occasionally I'd feel a little watched or something, but it wasn't a, a dark presence or anything that made me feel uncomfortable. It was just like someone watching me do laundry. Uh, well, I had an audition, and I am terrible at getting out the door on time when I have an audition. 
So I needed a particular outfit for this, this audition and I had thrown it in the dryer and it was drying, but it wasn't coming out in enough time. I needed to get the wrinkles out. I'm running late. So I'm down there trying to get my outfit out of the dryer and Christy had all of these clothes hanging up to dry on the clothesline above the dryer. My bad. <laughs> and just, I was home alone and like anybody who's frustrated that they're running late and can't get the thing they need and you've got wet jeans slapping you in the face, I was like, oh my God, fuck this house. <laughs> and I was just very vocal about, screw this. And I was very upset. But what I didn't realize was I had broken my agreement with Jim. I wasn't respecting his space. I hadn't knocked when I came down there. I was cursing about his area. And so he slammed the basement door on me. Uh, I was nowhere near the basement door. No one else was in the house. The dogs were in the kennels. This was before we had the kittens. So little face was very much in my room. Door just slammed. And I was like, crap. You so I get Jim's my laundry. Feelings. Yeah, I get my laundry and I ran out of there. And it was about two weeks before I did laundry again. And I apologized. I said, hey, hey, Jim, I'm so sorry. I didn't respect your space. That's my bad. I was having a bad day. Please forgive me. Let's be chill. Um, and I felt like things kind of went back to normal. And Jim well, doesn't play no games, man. No, he does not oh. mess around. <laughs> the next interaction I had with Jim, it was late at night and Christy was asleep and her son was asleep. The cats were in the basement all put up, dogs in their kennels, little face at the foot of my bed, and I'm asleep and I hear, I'm not going to knock again because the dogs freaked out, but I hear <laughs> a very distinct knock on my door, three knocks. And I sit up in bed and... I had just laid down to go to sleep, so I was awake up to know, oh, someone's knocking at the door. And I go, yeah, what do you want? Come in. Nothing. And I know if Christy were knocking on my door, she would say something, so she didn't scare me at that time at night. Maybe. No, just and, kidding. <laughs> Zach, Christy's son, um, he's very much an introvert, so he is always in his room. And when he does come to knock on the door or something, it's kind of a shuffly walk and a and he had an unsure knock type. He's just very introverted. So I'm like, that doesn't sound like Zach to walk up and confidently knock, knock, knock. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just hearing things. I go to lay down and right as my head hits the pillow, three knocks again. So I sit up and I'm like, yeah, Christy, what? <laughs> Still nothing. And little face is staring at the door and she's looking at me like, uh, that's, I don't know who that is, but that's not Christy. So I'm like, I'm not saying come in at this point because Christy would have announced herself and Zach would have said something. I'm not going to be like, oh, come in. Ooh, no invitations. I like that. No. So I lay back <laughs> down and I'm a little spooked now. But I'm like also getting frustrated because am I hearing things? What's going on? And one last time. And I'm like, okay. And it's quite clearly the door. The cat's looking at the door. I have this very distinct jewelry holder on the door that rattles anytime you barely touch the door. Another knock. Well, finally I go back to sleep and I wake up in the morning and what did we find, Christy? What did we find, Jesse? <laughs> okay, well, I went out in the morning to the kitchen to get some food and I noticed one of the stove burners had been left on all night. That would be my fault. Christy left the stove burner on, and I think it was Jim trying to warn me, hey, don't burn down my house, because he, he seems to care the most about his house. That's when we've had the most vivid encounters 
when someone's fixing the house, when someone's in his space, when you're complaining about the house, or when you leave a burner <laughs> on and almost burn down the house. I wonder how he feels about the cats living in the basement at night. We have to put them up at night because they're adolescent male cats that get into everything. So I just wonder if Matty has to share a space with them at night. I don't know. Uh, what about the doorbell the other day? Oh, yeah. Well, you I think- had an experience with the doorbell, but I did too. Oh, you did? Okay. I did. I don't know if I told you about this because we've been like running in and out. We've been basically crossing each other in the hallway lately. (laughs) Like, hey, hey, see you, bye. (laughs) Um, We have a ring camera on our our doorbell or on a front door. So if someone rings the doorbell, then my phone will notify me. Um, Mm, I heard the doorbell, but no notification on my phone. Really? Yeah. And I went and opened the door and no one was there. Uh oh. Yeah. I hope someone you know doesn't die. My great grandma in oh all in my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> casual hex, just a casual hex. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I mean, drop, drop some weird stuff that's ran through my family. So starting with my great grandma Beatrice, and then my grandma, who's actually technically my great aunt, because my grandparents died in a car crash when my parent, my mom was very very young. So my great aunt kind of took the place of my grandma. Uh, She had this thing where she would hear a knock on the door. She'd go to answer the door. And immediately she knew that someone she had known was going to die. And she always had a name. Well, this has happened to me several times throughout my life where I've heard a knock on the door. I go to answer it. And immediately I'm hit with the knowledge that someone I know is going to die. But I don't get a name like my grandma or her mom before her ever got. I just know, oh crap, someone's dead. So when I had heard the gym knock on my door that night that I left the burner on, my first thought was, you know, COVID has just started. I don't want anyone I know to die. I'm not answering that freaking door. Well, I get a doorbell. The doorbell went off and I went to answer it and no one was at the door. So I go and I talk to Christy and I say, hey, did you get a notification? Did somebody ding dong doorbell ditch us or anything like that? And she goes, no. And she actually has the video of me answering the door and being like, hello, and nobody's there because the ring camera picks all that up. And then, sure enough, a couple days later, um, okay, so I nanny for this couple sometimes and since their daughter was born. And I am really close with one of their dogs, Tank Tank. He is just my buddy and protector whenever I'm over there. He walks at my side the entire time. He spends the whole night with me. And this has been going on for eight years that he does this. And I'm over there pretty regularly. Um, He had actually been diagnosed with cancer and he passed shortly thereafter. And I was devastated. Um, So I don't know that that one was Jim, but if you got a doorbell ring too, maybe it, maybe it was Jim. I don't know. I don't know. I I chalk that up to my, my weird family doorbell door, front door knocking abilities. Have you heard the footsteps like down the voice. hallway yet? Like Zach hears all the time? I mean, I've caught him once or twice, but for me, it's always been more of a presence, like watching me in the laundry room. And I think, I don't think Jim's around all the time. I don't Do think ever, he, he no, goes I don't, else. I don't feel like he's, no, I don't feel like he's here all the time either. He kind of comes and goes. Yeah. Um, he's got places to be, man. He does. I he's mean, got, maybe he has other properties mingling. to check out. I don't 
know, maybe he, you know, has got some Airbnbs. He's got to go. Make sure <laughs> I, I do feel like <laughs> since the kittens are older and living in the basement now, I felt his presence more in the garage. If I have to run to take the trash out to the garage or break down a box and take it to the trash can, sometimes I'll feel like he, the same energy that used to be in the laundry room is there. So I feel like he kind of hangs out there a little more now too. Oh, I've definitely felt like he was at the Did top you of the, the stairs. No, I felt him like at the top of the stairs. Oh, see him and I have a very yeah. clear space thing. So I've never <laughs> felt him upstairs, though I have heard the footsteps but maybe, I hear the footsteps maybe the it's not room. Jim maybe it's someone else checking in on us I don't know that could be a possibility too we've talked about that so yeah. um I don't know but I mean Jim's cool he respects his we respect his space he respects ours he's been around for years like I said it's not all the time it's sporadic with plenty of time in between but the interactions are undeniable I mean it's pretty <laughs> helpful He's Why got he's... great manners. He said, bless you when I sneezed. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a demon could say bless you, right? So, and Why we does he sound help... like a disgruntled grandpa? He does. Like, what <laughs> like, he used to go to the house. old home. Right. <laughs> it's like he's way past his stay. He, nobody wants him anymore, but he's there in the basement, and we kind of love him. Right? He's, you know, kind of looks after things. He does, you know, he is a little cranky. I mean, he slammed the door. Yeah. I think and, and by the way, where this door is located, there's absolutely no possibility that that could have been a draft nope. uh -uh. or anything like that. Nope. Like it, it just, was very distinct. Yeah. And I ran out of there and I had tears running down my face and I'm like, you know what? Fuck that outfit for my audition. I'll wear something else. I got to go. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> no, I think you guys should set like a camera up downstairs where the kittens are. And see if, like, the kittens stare off in a particular corner or something See, now that's weird a happens. really cool idea, and we should definitely do that. I but think then I the feel like if I actually, oh, I don't know, that's a whole nother, don't even get me started. Wait, you think cats he, in the scene. what? They get into the storage area, oh, and okay. we have had to, like, child lock, use hand weight, like, you name it, get these cats <laughs> to stay in their space. And they figured out how to get into the storage area and found a hole under the stairs that gets you up into the ceilings down there. Oh, we have no. like the ceiling tiles down there. And then I guess they got locked in there. And one of the cat's little buttholes actually busted through one of the ceiling tiles. Like Ooh, I had to. not going to like that. No, they were well. going through the ceiling to a different closet that's down there that has like, mm -hmm. you know, decorations, Halloween decorations, Holiday, yeah. storage yeah. stuff. And every night they'd open the boxes and we'd come down in the morning and be like, they had a different theme party every night. So one morning it'd be <laughs> New Year's. New Year's would be out on the floor. The next day it's Halloween. And we're just yep. like, what are you doing? St. Patty's been... Day. <laughs> They've gotten into everything at this point. So I, I don't know. Christy's been this. putting hand weights in front of the door to keep them from opening the doorknob because they know how to do that now. Whoa. But we had to oh, keep going up in weights because we found We're out at 45 pounds of weights against pounds. the door right now. And, they and can the still cat is freaking jacked. One okay. of the cats like sits there and pushes weights all night. So he's super he's muscular. <laughs> Y'all, hold on. Is it the cats that's that strong or is it Jim? See, I don't know because sometimes hey. you go down there and like the weights are completely moved away from the door down there. I mean like- what? by like two feet and the yeah. doors only open a crack. So I'm like, there's no way they push the weights 10 feet or and 10 feet, small two cats. feet away from the door. And like, Jim they, some yeah. company with the cats, man. 
And like, cats don't there. have thumbs. So like, I just, how heard, the, I even... just heard my door rattle. I'm like, oh, <laughs> over my shoulder. It's not me and all the cats are in here. <laughs> I have Capone in here with me, one of the dogs. Yeah. But uh, so I don't know. I don't know. What if there's more than just, I don't know. I just feel like there's one presence. He's not a scary presence at all. He's kind of in and out. And as long as he minds his business and we mind ours, like, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, we smudge pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. And when we do, we always say, Jim, as long as you're good, you're, you're welcome <laughs> to hang around. But if you cross the line, you know we have smudge sticks and we are not afraid to use them. So true story. For sure. Dang. So what do you think is the craziest paranormal encounter you've ever had, Christy? <gasps> oh, you guys oh are in for gosh. such a freaking treat. She had to have a house exercised. Okay, oh. well, leave with that. Damn. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we got to hear about this. Because it just sounds so insane. So um, years ago, I'm from California, and my parents had some property, different homes in, in my hometown. And I'm from Northern California. There's a lot of Native American connections from where I'm from. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not, but uh, my parents had some rental properties. When I got married, they gave us one of the houses as a gift. Apparently, um, it was a rental property before I moved in there for years. We moved in, different things had to be done. Like, I mean, the house was kind of a wreck. The carpet was a nightmare. There's holes in the walls. There was chains in the backyard that um, we figured out used to um, contain a couple of pit bulls. So we think maybe these people were dealing drugs. I don't know. But um, even after they completely remodeled the inside and we moved in, it just felt heavy. I don't know how to explain, just heavy. Um, and uh, I'm like new, I have a newborn at home. So several months later, I have a newborn at home. Uh, my husband at the time works really late hours. And, um, so I had, you know, my daughter was kindergarten, my son newborn, and I have the baby monitor, you know, obviously in the baby's room and I could hear him talking like baby talking to something in there over time and just didn't really think much of it. Uh, I always felt like it started with me feeling like someone was staring at me and I'd look over my shoulder. Obviously I'm the only one home and look mm -hmm. over my shoulder and it was like a shadow would pass behind the wall. It was peeking around the corner or something. I thought I was losing my mind. Um, then things got a little bit crazier Then you'd start to feel chills and you walk down the hall in certain areas. Then my daughter, uh, got to the point where she wouldn't get up and go use the restroom at night. Um, she would stay in her room and found a spot to go. This is so sad. I, I hope she doesn't kill me for telling the story. But um, how old was she at the time? She was four, four and five. That's and so allowed. She would, she yes. would go and, and um, pee in the corner of her room and then climb back in bed and go to sleep. And when mm -hmm. I figured it out, I said, what's going on? And she said, um, I, I don't like going out in the hallway at night because the dark people are out there. Oh. Chills. Chills, not, no, Darnell, not like <laughs> like shadow people, <laughs> right? Right? Yes, yes, yes. So, um, my room's right across the hall from hers, and uh, it got to the point where I felt like there was things looking at me. I would sleep with the light on. I started to get really paranoid and ridiculous. Even friends that would come and visit, 
um, didn't like to stay after dark. Like it was just really funky. I, um, so that happened. Then I remember, um, okay, hold on. Your dog just got off your bed (laughs) and I saw it in the mirror, but not on the bed because I can't actually see the bed. So like, I just saw him and I was like, girl, you need to get out of there. And then I realized it was just, (laughs) don't mind me just freaking out over here. Um, so I'm trying to think all these different things kind of transpired over time I had a a friend of mine she was visiting and we were sitting in the living room and um, I saw a shadow kind of pass behind her behind the couch and she at the same time she goes oh I just got the chills and I go how weird I I think Popeye our dog at the time just walked behind the couch so we both looked behind the couch nothing there it gave us the we were just oogged out um and then my son as he got a little bit older he was talking about um we lived in this house almost two years um so he's like one and a half getting a little older and he's starting to use words and and but he kept talking about his friend gloria would talk to him in his room i'm like we don't even know anyone by that name no family member family member no family friend it was very strange so all of this is going on. Um, oh, I've got a backup. Was I pregnant at the t- I was. I was pregnant at the time. So uh, that happened, the dark shadow people, the madness, just this sense of darkness. I, don't, I, I couldn't explain it. So like I said, at this point, I'm sleeping with lights on and I'm terrified. Well, um, so you're backing up to when your son was still in your belly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, – Sorry, I'm sp- I'm like jumping all over the place here. So all of this transpired the two years that we lived there, this weirdness happening. The first thing that um, really got me, like, there's seriously something going on. But then I second-guessed myself and I shouldn't have. So I'm very pregnant. We just moved into this house. Uh, my husband's sleeping next to me. And um, I can't get comfortable. Like, it's the latter part of the pregnancy. I'm ready for this to be done. And I'm, I, I can't sleep. I roll over facing my husband. And standing on his side of the bed is a young man in his early 20s, baseball cap, good-looking guy, just nonchalantly looking down at him. And he, how do you explain, like, he was iridescent, but um, not not glowy. Do you know what I mean? Like, he didn't okay. fill the room with light, but I could see details. Kind of like I look in this, <laughs> this <laughs> Anyway, um, so I looked at him and I thought to myself, like, I'm, I'm sleeping. I got to be sleeping. This is not, this isn't happening. I'm going to roll over and go back to sleep. So I'm laying, I'm like, nope, I'm wide fucking awake. (laughs) I'm wide awake at this point. Uh, so I roll back over and he's still standing there looking down at my husband. And then he looks at me like eye contact looks at me in my face. And I just stared at him and he smiled. Mm, and this nice just kind of just turned and like nonchalantly walked towards the corner of the room and just vanished. And I am like trying to wake up my husband. I'm like shaking his arm, like, wake up, wake up. Oh my oh. freaking God, wake up, wake up. And he wakes up and I tell him what happens. And he totally thought that I was not. He's like, you were dreaming. You're not sleeping well. You're really pregnant. You're uncomfortable. You're tired. Like whatever, go back to sleep. So I blew that off. Fast forward now, about two, close to two years later with all the, the P, 
being in the corner of the room terrified of the shadow people, Darnell. <laughs> <laughs> shadow eyes <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> and, oh my god. And you know, and my oh, friends you're, gonna, you're gonna get haunted by shadow people now, Darnell. Oh, you brought that on. That is I'm gonna be haunted by shadow people, you fuck. <laughs> so um don't think I, I'm one of them. Oh my god. No, no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So anyway, I, I called a friend of mine that I knew like wouldn't think I was nuts. And I'm, I'm explain, explaining to her everything that's going on. And she says, I have another really good friend who you know. Um, I didn't know her well at the time, but she said she, this is what she does for a living. She comes in and gets rid of dark entities and things from houses. She not a priest. She basically does an exorcism type thing. But um, so I'm like, at this point, I will try anything. Just have her come over. I'm sleeping with the light on. Uh, every I'm terrified. My kids aren't sleeping. It was just crazy. And uh, my husband at the time didn't seem too affected by it, but also he was working for a startup. So he was gone until like one, two o'clock in the morning. And then he was out the door again at like 7 a.m. Yeah. So it was really like we were in this alone. So um, mm. my, my friend comes over with this other mutual acquaintance and she starts setting up candles and crystals and I'm like, what is happening? What do, what, what do I do? And she's like, just kind of follow my lead. And, um, she said, we're going to start in your room. And I have the, like the curtains were open, mm -hmm. but the window was closed. You could see into the backyard. This will make sense in a second. And so we're sitting there in a circle and she's lighting these candles and they smell like clove. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm like doing this right now. This feels so like weird to me and out of character and we have to like hold hands and she's saying these things and I immediately am hit with like um like pressure on my chest and my response was to start laughing hysterically like I couldn't mm. stop laughing if I tried I couldn't and so my other friend asked her like what's wrong with her and she said oh this is a natural reaction sometimes this happens well then my friend starts laughing and we can't stop and then um well we stopped abruptly as she continues to say these different things and this, that, and the other, uh, the curtains start like blowing, like there's a breeze in the room and the window is closed. Y'all I am promising was 100% oh. sober in this moment. <laughs> there is no alcohol involved. Um, and she continues to talk and then she starts talking to someone named Patrick and I'm like, what in the world? And she's telling him like, this isn't your family. You need to go find the light and I'm like is this like real I feel like I'm in the middle of poltergeist we look out the window we had a newly planted tree in the back and I want to say the trunk is probably like four or five inches in diameter it is bending back and forth y'all like almost what? touching the oh. ground moving and then you hear like these moans and creaks throughout the entire house I'm freaking out at this point and it got crazy and she starts shouting things, lights are flickering. I mean, poltergeist, y'all. And then it just stopped. Whoa. And at the end of it, like, even the, the darkness and the fear and the heavy, all of it was just gone. So nice. crazy. So then she had, like, the debrief. And I'm like, who the hell is Patrick? Patrick was the young guy that was standing next oh, to my okay. husband's side of the bed Apparently, he died at 26 from a drug overdose. Oh, no. Purchased from that house. And my husband was gone a lot. I guess he decided that, like, the kids and I were his family. And he was, she was, he would take over. 
Isn't that terrible? And Gloria wound up being one of my son's spirit guides. Um, And this was all new to me. So now I'm very much, you know, I've learned so much since then. It was years and years ago. But um, that was kind of my crazy introduction to this whole, like, spirits are real, y'all. <laughs> they are so real. So, like, when you were laughing, was that, like, that nervous, like, when you are so uncomfortable that you laugh? Like, what was Session, I think. At first, it was, Serious. and then I couldn't stop. Like, it yeah. was no long, I just couldn't stop, and I was even like, <laughs> okay, guys, I can't stop freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't laughing. It was, it was intense. But again, that wasn't even my first real moment. Um, in the same town, my first home when I was a baby, my parents said I used to talk to somebody in the vent in the basement. Oh, no. And I would no. see shadows walking around my house as a baby. The and, nope of the um, week. Yeah. I kept crawling. Even into the, the shadow f- clan. Man. I know. Right? <laughs> I kept climbing into the fireplace and playing in the soot. And my, my mom would, I don't remember this. My mom was, you know, would ask me like, what are you doing? And she's like, I would tell her they told me to play in here. So um, we moved from that house. Not for that reason. I just, my, I remember my mom telling me these stories as I got older. I'm like, holy mm-hmm. cow. So we moved from that house. Uh, years later, my dad called and said, you're never going to believe this. Um, so the house that we lived in, you know, you swore you saw creatures or saw something that would talk to you and your sister. Oh, my sister saw it too. One time it opened my bedroom door and was standing and we saw like his shadow outline in the doorway. And my sister, um, is 14 months younger than me. She was probably about two, two and a half. And she said, daddy, and it growled. And I remember I screamed bloody murder. And my dad came in and grabbed me and took me to their room. And I slept. And they just thought I was just sick or scared of the dark or whatever. So anyway, fast forward years later, the couple that bought the house, they put the house back on the market because the husband and wife had separated. He had her committed because she swore that house was haunted. Oh, no. No, and that happens to ladies so often. That's I know, so cruel. I know the poor lady. Since then, that house has been on the market like four or five times. I don't know about my house that Patrick and the shadow yeah. people were. I don't, I don't know who, you know, I think it's the same owners that bought it after us. But I mean, wow. of course, I had the house cleansed. So going from a non-believer to I, I, yeah, I experienced yeah. it many so times over. Three haunted houses in at this point yes, right? in your yeah. life. And I'm good. I'm at my Patrick capacity. in a gym. No, Too yeah. bad it wasn't Patrick Stewart. He could stay around if he wants to. Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> We'd make him coffee every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, lots of madness. And I, like I said, I was a non-believer before all this. And yeah. I, I don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> I've been well, I mean, if it was happening when you were a baby, then like you're kind of steeped in it. I guess. And then maybe my kids are prone. I don't know. I don't know. But Jesse, I mean, she's she knows Jim, so I do. Please, Jim's a walk in a park compared to Patrick. Oh well, Patrick was a good one. He was just kind of hanging out. It was all the other madness that was in that house. I don't know. I don't know what it was to this day. I don't. It was just. I'm glad it's gone. That's (laughs) crazy. So Darnell, welcome to the show. Uh, What you guys have been dealing with a little something in your basement. We have, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was one of that was one of my stories. I wanted to tell a couple, but yeah. Oh, 
yeah. Just, okay. Well, start where you want to start. Um, this is Rue's <laughs> husband, Darnell. We're so excited yeah. to have him on. They're I'm so still happy in to be Germany. Here. <laughs> I miss you, Romania. Guys. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He's the and taker of sheep and clay. I yes. am. I am the co- the we... Catan conqueror. Yes. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, are you talking about Catan? He's like <laughs> too good at board games, you guys. No, and he just, is, and it made me cry once while playing Catan. It really she, she did. Just, it was. <laughs> she's just too innocent and genuine. She was like, "Look at all my sheep," and I was like, "Monopoly card, give me all your sheep." Oh, uh, oh. dude, it was so unnecessarily my cool. I'm sorry. Flock, and then you did it the next turn with all of my clay. <laughs> your flock. <laughs> I'm sorry that you recognize it as a flock. It was my flock. They had names. Is it a flock or a herd? No, flock sheep. Flock of sheep? Like Jesus What's has the a gaggle? Gaggle. A gaggle of geese. geese. Yeah. Okay. A murder of crows, a glaring of cats, a, oh. see, a business of ferrets. So a gaggle hey, is just negative. Like, just cut out that gaggle over there. Okay, but a murder of crows? I mean, I love yeah. that. That's a good one. That's a little dark, but yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. They're shifting. Okay, so let's see. So I wanted to tell a, a couple. I think I have like about three. Yay! And they're, they're pretty short, you know? And I, I thought I, I start out the first one with some brevity. <laughs> so, so back in the day, um, what is it? This is fourth grade Darnell, you know? Oh, that fourth grade Darnell lucky. was cute. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of an a-hole, but I could be cute, I guess. And, Still um, true. So... <laughs> My fourth grade, my fourth grade teacher, Miss Mrs. Wilson, who I had a little crush on. Wilson. She was like, she was like in her forties or something. Wilson, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so Mrs. Wilson, one like for two weeks, she decides to do um, like this class on mysteries, mysteries of America and certain phenomena, and you know she. We touch on like the Loch Ness and um, what is it? Uh, Loch Ness monster, um, Chupacabra. But there was one that was just prominent and it stuck out for my fourth grade mind. And that was Bigfoot. Bigfoot Sasquatch. I don't know why, but the fourth grade me was just enthralled by the video she was showing, like that old school video of him walking across the creek and stuff. It was just, it was just captivating for me. I was like, oh my gosh. And it, it stuck with me. And so there's Bigfoot. And just for some background, I'm, I'm a kid from New York City, nowhere near any woods or anything, but here I am obsessed with Bigfoot and it got to the point this is like I want to say what fourth grade me is like in 98 and I'm using that AOL internet that all of it it was (laughs) rough (laughs) but even then I'm like muscling through dial-up internet to get to the Sasquatch and Bigfoot websites and it would like you know you'd go in the website and I don't know why but just the Bigfoot's websites they would be all like dark woods background i don't know how they did it for the technology then on a website it looked great for 
uh, what is it, little eight-year-old me or whatever, eight, nine-year-old me. And yeah, there'd be like these noises in the background. And then I'd get to the point where I was, I was so obsessed. I'd be like reading abduction stories of people abducted oh by Bigfoot. And then as I'm reading these, these different abduction stories, they're like these growls in the background. They're like, Bruh. this would be like the different noises of like recordings of Bigfoot. So all of this information is just going through my mind. In my little mind, I'm processing it. These, these dark abduction stories that were kind of twisted. One of them, this guy got killed. Oh. And I'm just having like the toughest time sleeping. Like, it was it was really bad because I got to the point I thought Bigfoot was coming for me. <laughs> and again, I'm in New York City, not not New York. Oh, upstate. No. That does sound like it's a really bad. bad '90s movie, though. Like Bigfoot goes to New York. Bigfoot goes to Manhattan. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's this, there's this biggie song where like for for like two or three lines he's talking about like a sasquatch in new york and i, I think of that all the time it's the funniest thing like it's true he was in new york <laughs> so, it's <best> with biggie. <laughs> so i am i'm just oh like i'm having the toughest time going to sleep and my 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 new york apartment is like railroad status so from my bedroom where I had like my bunk bed, if I looked, if I looked across, I could see into my bathroom. And I don't know why, but like, it was just like, you turn off all the lights and that just felt like a pit. Like that was the end of the apartment, bathroom, boom. And the darkness was just like amplified through there. And then it would get through points where like, I was like, fuck this. Edison, Thomas Edison out here. I can turn the light in that bitch. <laughs> and I'm turning on the light in the bathroom. No more dark pit. But then it was weird. From my angle from the bunk bed, I could see a reflection in the bathroom. And I could think there was like this little shadow head. I'm like, oh, is that Bigfoot peeking around the corner in my bathroom <laughs> looking at me? And then I made, I made the, the mistake of telling my um my mom and my stepdad this and from that point they would never live it down i would never live it down <laughs> they they slightly misinterpreted what i said and they were like ha he thinks bigfoot is coming through the stove look at this mofo and i'm like no and for like two years plus they're like oh what i'm like i don't know i'm kind of scared they're like what you think bigfoot's coming through the stove <laughs> And that just became the running gag. Oh and my then God. it got to the point where my mom was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Miss Wilson. She's keeping you up with this. Why aren't you guys learning stuff? You're not supposed to be learning about Bigfoot. She's scaring no! my kid. I teach can't forever. Right? Right? I and mean, like, Darnell, have you ever, this reminds me of the movie Harry and the Henderson. I know. I was I just thinking that. that. What if he just wanted to be your friend, Darnell? <laughs> But but yeah, that was that was my first story. That was my little that was a slight intro, some fun. Bigfoot <laughs> in the bathroom dark. in the stove. Every, now every holiday I'm sending you Bigfoot stuff. Yes. <laughs> Please send a Bigfoot doll and I will hide it in the stove. Oh darn. In the bathroom. Away. It's happening. <laughs>
you know, it's funny. Rue told me about some of this stuff. Told me about, um, you know, the topics and such. And I have darker tales. My mind went there first. I was like, what? <laughs> I might not have had an exorcism. I had a Bigfoot sighting. And that's, that's why, I don't know. Of all the things that I remember and forget, oh, as we all do as children, I, I remember the Bigfoot bathroom in the stove, all that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if he's in New York, would he then be Biggie Foot? Biggie foot. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, Jesse, it's, it's the don't have dad squad. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta make these horrible puns. Wow. Drew and I decided my, well, my Patronus is a middle-aged man. I know I change my Patronus every week on this podcast, but it's a middle-aged dad. Since I didn't have a dad, I love dad jokes and all yes. sorts of dad humor, so I mean. Oh, she's great with the puns, and she I totally is. agree with that description, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> all right, babe, what's next? Okay, so um, we've got Bigfoot out of the way. Now... I'm going to go to my ROTC times in Kansas City. What got me to Kansas City in Hello. the first place? I freaking, again, I'm from New York, land in Kansas City to the Army, and I love KC, by the way. Let's, let's get Yay! that. I'm a New Yorker through and through. Love New York. I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to retire in KC, though. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm making I'm making good money from someone who like grew up like poor like I'm like I'm a, I was in a better spot than like my parents at that age and I was like hey I'm I'm loving life and I lived a little below my means and I got a decent apartment it was my first it was my first apartment one bedroom but hey it was my little palace I loved it <laughs> and. I don't want to say it was hood, but it might have been hood adjacent. It was <laughs> the quality was lacking. It was like ninth and Jefferson. We can triangulate because we don't live in that country anymore. Yeah, it was definitely um yeah quality hill, and my first apartment. And the first time, the first like everything's normal for like the longest time, almost like. I don't know, six months plus, everything's fine. But then there was this one time where I'm just like exhausted and just quick sidetrack. Like I'm someone who had like a mom who was like obsessive about security. Every night before I had it, when I went to bed, I had to get my head behind out of bed and make sure the door was locked. It was annoying. And guess what? It's still with me. My wife, Rue, will testify. I will get up and I will check the freaking lock. Good. Keep our girl safe. Yes. <laughs> from from the 90-year-old Bavarians who are 800 <laughs> strong in this town. And I will always get up, check the locks. And, of course, my own apartment, I'm doing that for sure. With, and it's, it's literally like, like um, with a passion. It, it's consistent. But for some reason, I'm really exhausted. And then I get up in, like, the... You know, early, early evening. I want to say it's about like seven-ish. I was exhausted from some ROTC thing. Went to sleep a couple hours, wake up. And then I go to my hallway and my door is creaked. And I'm like, no, bro. Mm -mm. I know myself. Mm -mm. Sure. 
At worst, I didn't lock it and it would just be closed. But creaked? There's no way. There's no way I would just leave it creaked. And thankfully, because I'm a dude, as you've said in like some of your, um, Chrissy, you said one of your past ones, like uh, the, the man you was with, he didn't feel anything. So I'm a dude. I don't question things. Right. I'm like, guess what? I didn't lock the door. I don't care. My stuff, my TV, my MacBook is stolen. I can live. Close the door, clink, thought nothing of it. Life goes on. And I was happy. I was so ignorant. For most of this, I was ignorant. And then it happens again. It happens, like, I want to say, like, three, four months later, it happens. I'd Boom. be moving. I'd be packing. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and again, like, I want to say it was, like, it was past the creek. It wasn't all the way open, but we're talking, like, what is it? Half moon out there. You know, like like the, the, the toes of someone's foot could have been in, in your house. Easily. And again, I'm like, whoop, I must have been bugging. But the back of my mind is like, bro, you know yourself. What the F? And whatever. I close it. I lock it. And then before uh, I met Rue, I would have every Halloween, I would have my little movie marathon. And it would always be like the creepiest things. And for me, it's like those first person films. And it was Paranormal Activity, followed by The Fourth Kind. Oh, it was just, uh, no. Like no. Back to back. To back. <laughs> and I would just be done. Like I, I, would, I would be fearful, mentally exhausted. And I'm just like, okay, now I got to go to bed. And I'm a grown man. I'm like, what is it? This was a few years ago. I want to say I'm 27. 28 and again like goes back this goes back to the sasquatch days i looked down my apartment from my bed <laughs> and from my kitchen i just feel something and this is after one of my little halloween marathons and i look down and i'm like mm, man. but i'm like yo i finally forced myself to sleep and then from from then on i never really i never really felt anything once in a while it'd be like what's going on in that kitchen I'm having like these little Bigfoot flashbacks. It was Sasquatch in there cooking <laughs> you up a meal. Up on you. <laughs> he wanted to make some popcorn and he was, he was checking on your stove, making sure you turned your burners off. <laughs> so this, this goes back to this goes back to like my little my little kid days, looking down my apartment at, at the very end, the, the room that was just the end of it. And this time as an adult, I have to be the kitchen. I'm like, what's going on in there? I feel I feel something, but I'm a dude. I ignore it. Cool. Then I I meet Rue, and we're enjoying life, loving life. And then the time I knew she was the one, she starts throwing down for your boy in the kitchen, which she didn't have to do, but she was glad to do. I'm like, shoot. Once more, she loves it. I'm like, and she's awesome. I'm like, damn. It was it was great, but. She, she sent something, didn't tell me. She's someone who is who's spiritually inclined. And She's in tune. Yeah. Seriously. She's tapped and in. She, she didn't say anything. And I was so thankful. Didn't say anything. <laughs> and then she has her, her friend, one of our closest and dearest friends. How are you if you're listening? Alanis. <laughs> I, love, I love our girl. And she's spiritually in tune. And 
me, Alanis, and Rue, oh, we have such a great chemistry. But I noticed when Alanis was at my apartment for just that one instant, she was slightly keyed up. She, she was still her, her light and joyful self, but I can just sense that there was, there was something, there was a shadow on her mind. You know what I mean? There, there was something poking around there. And then she tells me, and then Rue finally tell me, once we, once we move out, me and Rue get engaged, I have to go um, back to the big army to start my officer life. Rue and Alanis are like, Darnell, there was something <laughs> in that apartment. Yo. We felt something, and Rue was like, when I cooked in that kitchen, mm-hmm. I felt something. And I was like, no. (laughs) And also, he's not going to say this because he's a man. Uh, No, I'm being very uh, gender stereotyping. He's not going to say this because he's my man. All of his appliances were trash. And like, maybe it's because it was like a kind of janky apartment, but like his oven never worked. His fridge would leak. Like there were all of these electrical things that would happen in this one very concentrated room where the energy totally was that makes me wonder because Jess like our ceiling fan just one night uh the light started flickering and then we just heard the fan stopped working and now the the ceiling fan is done like in our dining room done we just had to have the one in the family room replaced um, a few months ago, I just I don't want to talk negative about Jim's space, but oh, I also it. just think the rental company has done no upkeep on this place, <laughs> and you've lived oh, here for God, such no. a long time that things are just going out. <laughs> I'm fixing stuff on my own now. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just do it my dang self. That but could just, be part of the problem, too. But I just wonder, though, well, not that like Jim's not doing a good job with his home. I'm not saying, but a lot of times electrical things start to go on the fritz when there's, yeah. you know, energies from the other side floating around. So, And, and Rue was telling me, she was like, me and Alanis didn't tell you there was something there because it wasn't malevolent or malicious, cool, but she was like, like you are in spirit. It might have been a little mischievous. So, you know, mm-hmm. it creaking. So when I told her about the creaking door, she was like, oh, yeah that felt like something it would do. She was like, eh, it's not going to do anything dark. You know, it's just yeah. going to mess with you. Oh my gosh. I was freaking out. <laughs> it was like, I, he would leave me sometimes to go to like class or whatever really early. And I did not love being there by myself. I was like, he pretty cute. So I'm going to wait it out. But I was like, I'm not leaving this bedroom now. <laughs> <laughs> you always, yes. You always stayed in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> now you know why. Yeah. Okay. Oh, guys, I have to leave. I don't want to leave. I know. We're just getting started. I miss you guys so much. I have to um, go hop on the, another previous uh, scheduled thing. Ooh. But well, I know I can't. Well, I'm going to have to go back and listen to this later because I want to hear other stories, Darnell. Yes. It's so good to see your, your faces over the computer but um yes thank you so much for joining us of course until next time yes bye christy we'll have you on again bye Bye. hugs all around Ah. all right darnell so what else you got for us so my last one is bang me and me and rue we go from engaged and from my spooky uh casey apartment to 
being married and in Germany, yay. And we move into a, to a nice flat. I love our spot because we're, we're both city folk. I'm from New York, she's from KC. And we want something that's, you know, a little towny apartment. We don't really necessarily need a big house or anything. So we have like, what is it? It's got so many rooms for an apartment. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's awesome. And yeah, we, we enjoy where we live. But there's our basement. This basement. And it's a back door. And so just a little, just a quick uh, run through. From the front, the very downstairs, there's this little uh, clinic where they have like this makeshift waiting area that goes out to the it's front literally door. just our front hallway but because of covid like people have to occupy it now because they can't all be inside the practice oh yeah. gotcha so people people occupy that space and you would think oh i i live in my abode here i'm gonna use the back door like for people that live in a residency the, the back door is the main traffic way so before covid and before all that happened to the front hall um what is it downstairs? I'm like, hey, let me start using the back door like someone who had the house. Cool beans. And I'm going down the stairs. I'm taking out our trash. Our trash is in the back. And I just feel something from our boiler room. Just from the right. And it's, I don't know if it's intense or not, but it was just present. Enough for me to look. But then, not only that, the way our whole German home is set up, you want to leave a you want to leave the back door cool. You just open it and leave. No, guess what? You actually have to unlock it. You unlock it, and then once you close it and you're you go through the entryway, you gotta lock it back again. Uh, it's such a thing. So here I am. I'm I'm new to the key mechanism because theirs is like opposite of the American uh, key system. Yeah, you have to turn it the other direction. Which what? For, That's yeah, weird. For lifelong Americans, yeah. is very bizarre. And then when we move back to America, we're gonna be bad at keys again. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was definitely a weird shift. So here I am, bang! I gotta put the garbage down and fumble with this back door. But at the same time, I'm in this downstairs area, and I'm just, I'm the whole the time I'm doing it, I'm doing giving it a couple turns. And like two, three times, I just look over my shoulder. And I'm like 29 at the time. I'm 30 now. I, I am a grown man. And I'm looking over my shoulder at an empty room. And, and, I'm, and I'm in the army. I'm someone who I feel like a complete punk after this whole ordeal. I'm like, stop <laughs> being a punk. You just didn't want to go out of the boiler room and go down the boiler room or whatever. But even then, from that instance, guess what? I threw the garbage out. I made sure I locked the back door. I went into the front door. And like a few days or a week go by. And I tell her, I was like, babe, I don't know why. I was, I, I was such a punk. I, I, I felt nervous down there in the, in the basement. Ha, huh? are I a punk or something? Expecting to get that. Oh, yeah, that's weird. And then she's like, no, nah, I felt something too. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah. And... Like my my wife Rue, my babe, she uh 
I love how you're saying my wife Rue on my podcast, by the way. (laughs) Like, excuse me. (laughs) Thankfully, she's like spiritually astute or whatever, and she's protecting my my ignorant behind. And she has like this semi pact with whatever resides down there. And it's you like, have a patient agreement too. I do. I definitely do. And she's like, "You take the basement. We have the upstairs, and you, we, I respect you a few times, or we respect you a few times. We go yeah. down there, and you don't come upstairs. And yeah. thankfully, my wife protects me from the few times I want to be foolish. So I, I get." We have a few drinks in us. I'm like, babe, you want to go downstairs in the basement? And she's like, are you crazy? No. <laughs> Even our Puerto Rican friend, Polo, we, um, we've told him, and he, he's a funny guy. And he, I don't know, he, he believes that too, you know? And I finally, we tell him, but then afterwards we, we get drunk or whatever. I'm like, Polo, let's all go down there. And him and Rue just look at each other like... <laughs> This American. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those, those those are my those are my three tales. Yeah. Were short, like I no, on. I definitely have a basement agreement. Like every time that I'm down there, because I have to keep my bike down there, and so like every time I have to go in, I'm like, hey, I'm just getting my bike out. I know that's your room. That's all. Like, and I'll get it out, leave whatever. I've definitely, you get a sense of being watched down there do you do oh babe tell about that one night yeah that big one night no i think he knows the one night continuation if it wasn't that one night a series of nights um before i get to the one night what you what usually happen is we're just chilling in our bedroom and uh we can see our our entrance uh, around the corner mm. and the light will flicker like the hallway light that is motion sensor. And oh. so this is what makes things weird. So me and Rue thought we had a neighbor downstairs that we just, we just never could meet. That it was, after a while it became like, babe, how is there no one downstairs ever? Because guess what? When this sensor came on, we have this loud door that's like to the front way. You that thing closes, it makes a statement. It would just be light flicker. No door, nothing. Just yeah, the light. light'll just come on. And we finally got a neighbor, I wanna say, last month. Yeah. So now it makes sense when the light comes on, then followed by the quick door slam. Mm-hmm. But that whole stretch of time. And then I think the one night Rue's referring to where we had just this extreme door rattling going on. It was just and it felt like somebody somebody knocked and it was so it was so bad that it was like a dump from the wind, mm-hmm. but then it was also like footsteps just goo 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 goo. And then I'm just like petrified. Like I thought I was waking up. I thought I thought Rue was asleep, but I didn't care. I was like, babe, you're waking her up. I'm not gonna be fucking alone for this. And I'm just shaking her. I'm like, mm. she's like, babe, I'm up. I hear it too. <laughs> and we we barely got any sleep that night. Yeah. And we're just like cuddling each other. And we yeah. talk up to 
to win because we think we had a win total with all our windows open. It was windy that night. So, but it still what, felt pretty. I mean, you it felt heavy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you guys are in a very haunted town in Germany, right? We are, yeah. That leads to Rue's Tales. You do your thing, babe. Oh, okay. Um, what were you going to say, Jesse? Oh, I was just, I, I thought it was hilarious. I was looking up the town you're in, and an army site popped up, and it talked about how it's a very haunted town. And I'm like, oh, even the army is like, yeah. hey, this place is haunted. Yeah. What did they tell you about it before you were stationed there? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They didn't say, hey, it's super haunted. Here's a website to where you're going or anything oh, like that. Oh, absolutely not. They're just like, oh, it's a great town and you'll love it. And here you go. This is your flight. <laughs> and then you get here and people are like, oh, yeah, it's hella haunted. Welcome. And it's like, oh, all right, thanks. And that's why we have a Facebook group because they don't tell you any of this. And their Facebook group is out of this world. Like, I hope you guys get to the point where you can show, like, video or something, you know, get your views. Hey, you can watch this. But what we've seen from yeah. our little, from her Facebook group has made me tear and cry. I think we showed you one of them, Jesse. Oh, yeah. Ominous shadow, but it was intense. And then plus the story they tell you behind it. Oh, no. Yeah, I believe Rue checked that out too, or she tried to get in touch with the person. Yeah, I haven't heard back. I'll probably hit them up again. Um, oh, because... I do have a little something for the future I wanted yes. to drop on you. Okay. Uh, but you reached out? I have, and I'll probably like poke again and just be like, hey, we'd really love to have you. <laughs> um, I found a complete skeptic in Ghost who is willing to let us give him a haunted object. And okay. report back on how it goes. But I want to do what I was planning on doing to you and give him five items in a box, not say anything about which one's haunted, okay. and see what happens. I love it. Could I love it. I'm, I'm now kind of hearing the SNL Justin Timberlake and Lonely Island dick in a box, though. <laughs> wow. It's a not... ghost in a box. <laughs> it's a ghost one. in a box. Put Get your ghost box. in a box. Step two. Put your ghost in the box. Step three. Now you're going to give him the box. Step four. <laughs> your apartment's haunted as fuck. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, babe, did you have any other stories you wanted to share? No, that was it, babe. You take the reins. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming yeah, on and telling you. your tale. having you. You'll have to tell all your little friends. Make them listen. Mm-hmm. My adoring public. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We need to do a video chat where we just catch up on non-ghosty things. Yeah. I miss seeing you and hanging out with you guys, even if you make me cry during board games, Darnell. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys hear the cat just screaming Yes, and in the I love it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's very vocal today. It's okay. Artemis, knock it off. Oh, so that's the other thing. In our apartment, I think we might have a ghost cat. Oh, put a box out. Cat okay. trap. I haven't seen it, but we've lived here for seven months now, I want to say. And mm-hmm. I'm still, like, cat hairs will just, like, flutter down onto me. Mm. Which, like, I don't keep the cleanest house, but, like, 
I've swept enough times in seven months that even if the people before us had a cat, you would think it would pretty much be taken care of. Get all sorts of it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe some still, like, in the corners, cobweb kind of thing, but, like, I will find, like, cat hairs on my sweaters, like how you do with a regular cat, and I swear to God, like, when I'm editing sometimes, I'll hear your cats, and I'm like, (gasps) (laughs) I think it's, like, finally communicating. Once again, I have one cat, Christy has two, they are roommate cats, (laughs) they are both my roommates, and they are roommates in their own beans, um, don't write me off as the cat lady yet. Darnell, Uh, do you ever have any cat hair fall on you, and? No, not on me, well, I think once or twice. I pick it off of you all the time. Yeah, Rue always points it out, like, it could just be there, but I have to say, Jesse, because I, I listen to a lot of the podcasting, you are like a toe away from Cat Lady. <laughs> oh, man. I know. I know. I'm on the edge, and I hate it. <laughs> Do you have any updates on the head? Uh, oh, I haven't purchased it. He okay. reached out to me. I, it's just during COVID and everything, it's yeah. really hard to justify a putting... $400 silicone head. Yes, yeah. it's an impulse buy. I'm also hoping that maybe, just maybe, if it sits in his garage a little while, I can maybe get a lower price. But yeah, um, I, you know, I don't know if we're gonna get sick in the future or if the nation's right. gonna shut down again or anything. And yeah. it seems smarter to have the money in savings as much as I want my head so bad. Yeah, no, I know we're kind of all preparing for a second wave. So yeah. if you're trying to be more economical. You texted me the other day that Anita's still for sale. Yes! Okay, I just happen to now be addicted to looking at eBay haunting listed. List, oh, they're in boxes now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> okay, so I, I got on eBay and checked out their haunted listings again. And who pops up but Anita? The doll we talked about last episode that I was mysteriously drawn to, which is so weird because she only had three hours left in the bidding when our episode took place, what, a week and a half ago, a week ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now she was up again and had 57 minutes left on the bidding. Wow. And I don't know if she's still up there, but I had to, I had to step away. I'd be like, no, let's not. I don't know. It sounds like she's made meant to be yours. That could be the haunted item we send Justin. Hey, there you go. But once again, I'm afraid to bring her into the house prior to that because I just don't know how Jim would take another entity in the house. Yeah. And also, that, that just sounds like a good way to get possessed. It really does. I'm I'm so not a fan of, of the dolls situation. Yeah, I don't understand how, we have to do an episode where we look into how the spirits are trapped in the doll. Yeah. Because I I know some of these dolls on eBay are spirits someone's communicated with and then put into a doll. Right. Like, how does that work? Do you watch What We Do in the Shadows? I love that show. It's my favorite. I don't miss an episode. You've seen season two with the doll? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. No spoilers. Go watch that show. It's Darnell, do you watch it? Oh, yeah. I love it. And what's his face? I think my favorite character is the, um, is the husband. Laszlo. Laszlo! Yeah. Laszlo. He was a brutish fellow, but he was quite enjoyable. <laughs> he went in 
posturing and his like and his um girth. I love his girth with his little postures. It works so well. I freaking love the episode where he disappears for two weeks and starts a different yes. life. He comes back and they're all just like, Oh, you were gone? That's we my know. favorite. No, and like <laughs> I want to think I'm Naja. Like I think most people want to think they're Naja. I know I'm Guillermo. You're Guillermo. I'm You're Guillermo. so Guillermo. I know. <laughs> but that means I'm secretly like a vampire killing badass. True. Yeah. Dardell, who are you? What's his face? The um I think I think I'm pretty much Laszlo. You're so Laszlo. Uh, what's the I adore the guy in the basement. What's his name again, babe? Colin oh, Robinson. Colin <laughs> Robinson. Oh my I love that they featured him more in season two. <laughs> Bonafide, he's probably my favorite character. Oh my god. I, I love him, but I'm probably Lazla. What about you? Lazla. Who am I? Yeah. Um, I'm probably if you've ever seen the documentary. Yes. Yes. I would be oh oh, what's his name? The the impaler one. Oh. Vladistoff. The yes. impaler. Yes, yes. That would probably be me, I'd guess. <laughs> Who tries to turn into animals but can never get the face right. Yep. yep. <laughs> That'd be no, me. I just love when he goes down, it's Taika Matiti, when he goes down to, to Peter and he's like, uh, Pinta, we are having a meeting. And like Peter just growls and he's like, okay, um, Pinta will not be joining us at the meeting because he is 4,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm that guy. Uh, who's that one? Uh, why am I blanking on all their names? All the time? I know it's been a minute since I watched the documentary. Oh, it's the best though. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was... watch it like seven times a year. It's so good. I made him watch it. That was one of our. We actually watched that in the Baltimore airport on our way here. Was oh. I was like, because I was watching it just out of that like I want something comforting and familiar while yeah. I'm stuck on this, you know, layover. And he's like, what are you watching? And so we watched it together, got hooked. It was last fall with like season one had just come out. And so we binge watched all that and have been so happy with season two. Yay! Oh, season two is by far like yeah. the best one. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. So good. But yeah. All right, well, I have to get going and jump to a different appointment, unfortunately, Sounds too. We good. should wind it down. It's been the hardest time getting a hold of you lately because we've been on opposite schedules and with you in Germany. And I know. Here, every time I go to text you, I, I Google what time is it in Germany. And it's always like, oh, it's 4 a.m. in Germany. And I'm like, crap, I can't no, talk to Rue. I literally have on my phone, and I don't expect you to do this because I'm the only person in Germany, but because everyone I know is in Kansas City, I literally have like a clock translation widget. Oh, yeah, I downloaded an yeah. app <laughs> to check specifically what time I can text Rue. Yeah, I like but scroll over and I'm like, why is no one texting me? Oh, because it's 6 a.m. <laughs> What we yeah. need to do is you need to just have your messenger on mute because that's how we communicate most of the time is Facebook messages. Oh, you can always text me. Like, I wake up to people every day. Like, this morning you texted me and you were like, I wish I could text you right now. And I'm like, bleary eyed, just waking up. I'm like, you can't. I'm up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. I wake up to so many messages because, like, I go to bed at three in the afternoon for you. So. Aww. Well, Darnell, we're going to prank you with Bigfoot at some point. Just know yeah. that that's coming. Oh, you hope, please don't tell Uncle Drew. 
Oh, oh, he's gonna be in on it. I actually have to prank him today. Oh. There is a song that he kept getting stuck in my head yesterday, so I think when I get off with you, I'm gonna call him real quick, acting like I have a work question. I'll text him first, say, hey, I have a work question, pick up when you can, and I'll call him, and then I'm just gonna sing the song and hang up. Which song is it? Uh, it was from a 48-hour film project. Oh, okay. Drew and I are the city producers for the 48-hour film project here in Kansas City. And there was a little competition over the weekend, the Global Film Challenge, where yeah. filmmakers competed in a bracket-style competition against filmmakers from different cities. Nice. And one of our teams that won, I can say that now because this isn't going to be out for a while, right. but they don't know they've won yet, uh, had this amazing original score in their film. It was nice. about a time-traveling dog. Okay. And the dog uh, is has a relationship with this tennis ball, and the tennis ball is kind of like the devil on its shoulder. Mm -hmm. And he goes to get the tennis ball, and he breaks a frame, and he feels so guilty about it while his human's gone. Mm. And he builds a time machine to go back in time and fix the frame, but the That's frame so keeps breaking. Oh, no. So the, the original score is, was, okay, I'm going to sing it very badly. Okay. I broke the frame. I broke the frame. <laughs> Got no one to blame. I broke the frame and I broke the frame. And it kind of really played during the credits and everything. So Drew kept singing it and gets stuck in my head. Oh, that's so I'm going to call him today and I'm going to sing it. I'm going to put that in his head. You need to do it with the gif of you at the infomercial shoot breaking the frame. Yes! <gasps> you You're made welcome. it so much better. You're welcome. Ooh. Ah. Oh, <laughs> yes, don't tell him. Don't tell okay, him. Don't tell okay. him. So, babe, can you help out and tell people where they can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram? At Supposedly Pod. Okay. And we're also at Supposedly Pod at Gmail. And I think that's it, right, Jesse? That's it. If you would love to share a listener story with us, please send us a message or an email at supposedlypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. Please rate us. It helps people find us and it get really the word does. out there more. We'd love to start doing some fan benefits or yeah. something. At this point, we don't know if our parents are just listening or nobody is, but we hope you are because we want to hear your stories and your input on what would make this podcast better. And if you like it, share it with a friend. All right. Well, thank right. you guys for joining us this time. Darnell, you got to help us out on Supposedly. Supposedly.